just cause I love my podcast. Working fans. I shed blood for my podcast. Ra-da-da. Let a podcast holler where my podcast. The pussy at. All I want to hear is right here, my podcast. Somebody say something about a podcast. You won't take this from me, baby. You will not take this from me, baby. Fans, welcome to the Working Fans Podcast presents AKA Slippery Joe's Funhouse, where we bring you a bonus podcast each week presenting your favorite podcast's favorite stuff. Now, we have some Tape Trader's Guide to the 90s coming up. We have some Cult in Connecticut. We'll be bringing you some Peter X. Murawski and a variety of other things through year two. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, go to F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like survive the washer and dryer they look good and they're good quality nice and those stickers before paco chewed them up were amazing and luckily we'll be getting some more in hopefully before we start selling them to fans but that's f-o-u-r-8-2 designs all right everybody it's the working fans podcast survivor series preview and we are live man we're gonna talk today the man they call dave that's aj strange brew and yeah, we're going to talk a little Survivor Series preview action. Me and AJ were talking about, I don't even know, like half the roster anymore to keep firing all these people. So, but thankfully, anyone that got fired wasn't on this show. So we know what's up. AJ. I'm pretty I, sure some of the people we would have been better off if they were fired and not on this show. You know, it's, it's funny. It's like, I'm not that excited about the show. I know AJ isn't either. To me, like this used to be considered like one of the big pay-per-views. And now I just want to get through it. Like there's nothing at stake. There's no title matches. It's all basically these supposed fantasy matches, but I don't really consider them any big fantasy matchups because they have no giant build. Like Roman and Big E could have been special, but, but the problem is that we've seen Roman versus Big E for the last ten years. Well, we've seen it before. I mean, I don't know about that much, but we definitely have seen it. And even I want to say a couple months ago, they had the six man on Raw. So the problem yeah. is, is they've just now built Big E up. Right. Big E was losing to freaking U.S. champs and Intercontinental champs six months ago, and now he's your champion. Right. That's the thing. Like, So I'm not a big fan of this match for that reason because I feel like Big E is going to take the loss because you've already built up something very special with Roman, and I don't think you have Roman lose his first time in a non-title match. So, But Big E's a guy I think that needs to be protected at this point. So, yeah, I'm not a big fan of this match. I'm not a big fan of the card, but... Let's see. We you know it's wrestling. Let's talk about it. Let's try to find some good in it. All right. The first thing I got listed here: RK Bro, the Raw Tag Team Champions versus the SmackDown Tag Champions, the Usos. I mean, should be a good match. The Usos always have good matches. Randy Orton, I think, is doing the best work in his career. Matt Riddle is a beast, but you know, again, 
I didn't know what's the real stakes. That's the issue I have with it. But what do you think? Well, the problem is it's not like it's unifying championships or anything like that. It's literally just one champ versus another champ with nothing at risk, nothing to lose. Oh, no, we lost to somebody from SmackDown. What does that mean? Right. Next week, it's going to mean shit. I mean, we'll pick winners in this. Jeez. Man, see, here's the thing. Like, anyone can win this one, I don't think. I'm see, looking around. I'm, I'm going to go Usos, I guess. I, I would like to see the Usos win because they are genuinely a true tag team. Right. I do. I am entertained by RK Bro. I am, too. I like the way that they interact with each other. But no matter what, that's only going to be for so long. Right. Before eventually they break up and something happens. Whereas the Usos are blood and they're a legitimate tag team. Right. So, yeah, I think the Usos will probably win here because I think SmackDown is going to win this whole thing eventually because Roman is probably going to win and that would lead to a celebration on SmackDown. But, yeah, I think this will be a good match. Again, not really overexcited about this pay-per-view. There's no stakes involved. But that being said, I think this will be a good match. Now, the next match we got here is Intercontinental Champion versus U.S. Champion. Asinsuke Nakamura versus Damian Priest. I think this will be entertaining. However, I think if you just look at the way these two are being booked, this is all about Damian Priest getting his shine. I think Damian Priest is the guy they're getting behind right now, and they want to build him up as someone who might be able to challenge the Raw brand or SmackDown brand for a title at some point. So here's, but, the, here's the funny thing. They're trying to build up Damian Priest, but naturally they're built, they have built up Shinsuke Nakamura. Nakamura is so over with the fans whenever they allow him to do anything. Right. It's almost like they're working against him. He, he is naturally should be, quite frankly, in the world title pitcher. The guy's an international superstar, and he's a superstar here in the U.S., and they're pushing Damian Priest down her throat. Yeah, I feel like Pat McAfee's done a better job of getting Nakamura over than anybody on, like, WWE creative. Oh, between him and Boogs, I think the two of them are just absolutely killing it. Shinsuke's yeah. on fire. Yeah, I like this. I do think Damian Priest is the guy they're going to pick to go over here, though. Whether you like it or I, not, that's what's I'm actually going to go against you here. I think Shinsuke is going to go over, and I think mm. Pat McAfee is going to be dancing on the table. I hope you're right. I would like to see that. My gut tells me it's going to be Priest, but I'd like to see Nakamura win. Now, All right. We got the, the women's multi-match next, I believe. The classic Survivor Series match. All right. We got Team Raw, Bianca Belair. Ray of Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina versus Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Chachi, not Natalia, and Tony Storm. I believe that team's going to have somebody added to it at some point. No, the person who was added to it was Tony Storm. Oh, it was Tony Storm. Okay. Tony Storm took the place of Aaliyah after she got her big win on SmackDown. Okay, okay. Man, I really like I like Bianca Belair, and I love Liv Morgan. Love, love me some Tony Storm. Too. Yeah, Tony Storm. There's some. There's. I mean, again, this match isn't really, really. You know, I don't really. I'm not a big fan of these like multi-person matches, but I love a lot of the talent on this match. It's going to come down to Bianca, Shayna, and Sasha at some point. With Bianca being the underdog and coming yeah. back, I think and managing to overcome Sasha Banks and Shotzi. That makes sense. I mean, and um, Baszler. Yeah, I would say actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one other one on there. I will say Bel Air and Liv Morgan are gonna be your final two survivors. Yeah, for and, some reason they have stopped building Liv Rhea Ripley as a monster. I don't know why, but they've stopped her push. I think yeah, I think down the road we'll see some more stuff with Ripley. I wouldn't even be surprised if Dewdrop maybe costs Bel Air maybe a count out or something, and Liv Morgan is the sole survivor. But because Bel Air is somebody that they really love and 
I don't blame them. I think she's definitely one of the top up-and-coming female talents. I think Belair and Morgan will be your sole survivors. I think Team Raw will get that. Well, they're definitely building right now towards Liv Morgan versus Becky. So it's very possible that she could be the sole survivor. Because I could see Shotzi or Shayna, quite frankly, costing Sasha. And I could see, like you said, Dewdrop coming down and costing Bianca Belair. I agree. Now we got Team Raw. We got Seth Rollins, Finn Bauer, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory versus Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, and another to be announced member here. I'm really praying to God that that doesn't end up being Happy Corbin's little buddy there, Mad Cat. I mean, he's included in the preview as being with Happy Corbin. Yeah, I don't know who's going to win this. I think it would be interesting if they actually threw Brock Lesnar in there. Although he is suspended indefinitely. I'm going to say Team Raw wins this because I think that at the end of the day, I don't know. I just... It's hard to pick a winner without knowing who that fifth person's going to be. Right. If they come out with somebody huge, that person could be the person who survives. The problem with it right now is that nobody on SmackDown measures up to anybody uh, that's being billed. Um, no, over there on. I mean, Austin Theory is obviously a weak link on the other side. I think they're going to push Theory. I think he'll be one of the survivors. Yeah, I um, think they have an effort to push Theory right now. Yeah, I can tell you who they're not going to push. They don't give a shit about Finn Balor, so they won't be pushing him. Yeah, I could see him and Owens being eliminated, and I could see this being Rollins, Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory being the final survivors. Absolutely, I could also see him do something stupid like Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre get each other counted out or something like that. Which is why I'm not a big fan of the Survivor Series matches to begin with. Absolutely. And, you know, here's some comments here, too. We have not looked at the show here. We got producer Joe. He's asking us, uh, do the recent releases affect your enjoyment of the show at all? Honestly, as much as I'm not really a fan of John Morrison or these guys getting fired, no, they don't because at the end of the day, none of these guys run a show, quite frankly. Yeah, none of them actually affect the show whatsoever. If anything, it's just one of those things where you keep seeing the WWE's doing these We keep hearing that they're having the best time. They're making the most money they've made. They're being so successful, but yet we keep seeing these cutbacks financially. At some point, it's got to be one or the other. Why are you cutting back this much financially and cutting this much talent? And there are people that were pushed recently. Hit Row was on the show last week for Christ's I think a big thing is, you know, at the end of the day, is, you know, this company might be on the verge of selling. Joe. Producer Joe wants to know what Randy's most excited about. You know, while they're doing that, continuing on with this preview, we got Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair, two women's champions. I have to say, this is probably the most exciting match on the card in terms of, like, storyline because of the real-life drama that happened behind the scenes that got out there. That being said, that doesn't say a lot. (laughs) I have to say, out of these two, though, the most protected is Charlotte Flair, right? Yeah. I mean, that's sorry, I mean, Becky Lynch. I think Becky Lynch is the one we're going to... Yeah, I think Becky's going to end up going over in it. I do. It's amazing how much has gotten out from back and how much they're... I'm wondering how much they're using the media to play this up. Sure. I don't know if it's as legitimate as people are making out to be. I think they've even, unfortunately, gotten the Nature Boy dragged into it a little bit here where he's actually taking his daughter's side and stuff mm. of that nature. So they may have even gotten him caught up in the storyline. So it's definitely getting blurred. I did hear he was a made man, but that's another story. Jim Ross is not he, hes not happy about that comment getting tossed around. So, finally, we got Big E versus Roman Reigns. Man, I should be excited about this match more, but I'm just not. At the end of the day, though, it's great to see Big E as champion. You know, he's, you know, he got the big win, and he beat Bobby Lashley. 
And he's a guy that I think we're all excited about to get behind. And I think he's a good talker. You know, his wrestling's solid. He's got the look. But Roman Reigns has just been the man. Him and Paul Heyman together are an awesome combination. But we already know, like, we're kind of building towards Brock and Roman and possibly The Rock down the road. So in all those matches, I don't see Roman losing until maybe WrestleMania. And, folks, it might not even be this year's WrestleMania. It might be next year's WrestleMania. I think Roman is in possibly the biggest push of our lifetime. Like, this is a Hogan, Bruno San Martino type run we're on right now. I don't see this guy losing. He's done an excellent job, too, of actually playing into the push. The way he's developed his character, the snarkiness, the way he drops little comments um, with the interviewers, with uh, his opponents. He's doing a great job right now. And Paul Heyman as a mouthpiece is never a miss. No, absolutely not. So, we're both picking Roman. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a given. I, I do want to talk about one other person who's on this card, and I don't think we talked about him enough during the Team SmackDown. Okay. You talk about somebody who's actually developed. Xavier Woods Yes, has actually come into his own. And with this King, with what's going on with him, I think he's actually doing a tremendous job, and the fans are really starting to get behind him. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. He also really wanted to be King of the Ring, so that's something excited for him. And then Randy is here. Randy Ozga. He's got Roman versus Big E as his match. I don't blame him. You know, other than Charlotte Becky, I would say that is the match. It is a chance for Big E to truly come into his own. If Big E goes over in this match and has the opportunity to go over the way he should, then he absolutely, I don't want to see him do it in a short way. I want to see Roman try to screw him over, and I want to see him actually win it clean. Would you say that even though... We both predict Roman to win, everything's going on. Would you say Biggie's the guy that should win? I think Biggie needs to win. Biggie needs it a lot more. Like we talked about before, Biggie wasn't built up the right way. To me, in my opinion, I, I don't feel like the push that they gave him leading up to it was tremendous. Yes, they gave him the money in the, the money in the bank briefcase, but they made him look weak afterwards with his mm-hmm. stuff against Cruz, with his matches beforehand. He literally was getting beat up mm-hmm. by everybody, and then all of a sudden he cashes in. And he can't be beat. I, I don't know. I didn't think it was that bad, but I don't think he was built up like a, like a champion. What are our thoughts on the releases yesterday, Randy? Honestly, I think at some point they're going to sell this company. Like, I don't think there's any reason. They have to re- reveal their finances. They're a publicly traded company. So by all accounts, they seem to be profitable. I, so I, I'm well, really curious about Hit Row. The reason why I'm curious about that is letting go of all three of them. I mean, the big guy could move for a big guy. He could talk. You had um, the other two, both excellent workers. I, As much as I didn't necessarily care for the gimmick, mm. why why bring him up and let him go like that? Maybe just to get him under the claws that they can't compete for 90 days? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just think they're, you know, it's all about trying to look profitable, and that's their thing now, release people. I hope we're safe. I hope we don't have any more releases. Christmas is around the corner. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Let's just, you know... Let's just call it. And yeah, yeah, Randy, to your point too, John Morrison, also a you know big release. He's a guy I think that will, he's going to do well. I don't know if... John Morrison has always done better on the independents than the WWE. The WWE never seems to know what to do with John Morrison. And then the moment he leaves, he's just dripping in gold everywhere he goes. Do you think he goes back to Impact? Do you think he goes to AEW? I'm kind of curious. I think him and Taya go back to Impact. I think that that's the best home for him. 
Um, I don't think he goes to AEW. I think if he goes to AEW right now, he gets lost in the shuffle. Right. I mean, for Christ's sakes, they just signed that giant Tony Neese. There's so many people like in AEW right now that it's very easy for you know people to get lost. Randy's got another question to Carpenter. Yeah, it does look good. You know, I think it looks better than Survivor Series. <laughs> there's a lot of cards that look better than Survivor Series to me right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's so much good wrestling out there right now. Like uh, Impact last night had Minoru Suzuki versus Josh Alexander. MLW had the War Chamber, their version of War Games. Jeff Cobb was a surprise participant in that. I watched NXT UK last night, and its card was better than anything else I saw this week. Yeah, so and I'll take NXT UK right now over NXT here any day of the week. Yeah. All right, here's another one from Randy. MLW and Impact are going to be better for it. Yeah, I think there's a lot of places there's going to be better with all the Ring of Honor talent and the WWE Reese's out there. Some of these other places are going to be stacked right now, and there's going to be some good wrestling out there. And that's one of the benefits of this stuff that's happening. How, how good was the segment? I know this is way off topic, and maybe, Randy, you enjoy this also. How good was the segment this week with CM Punk coming out to talk to Maxwell J. Freeman, MJ. All right, so we'll talk a little AEW, and then we should probably wrap. We're, we're going off the rails here, folks. We'll, yeah, we'll wrap this up after this, but I, I want to actually talk a little bit about this show because there were two things I really like. That was one of them. This show had a feel to me of, like, the old days when WWE Raw used to be on fire and it was, like, the day after WrestleMania and they start the new storylines. This show had a little bit of that vibe to me because you had the punk MJF thing, and we kind of had to slow build and everything to I it. love the fact that he said nothing. Yeah, and I, Randy's going to agree with you. He said that segment was awesome. But for me personally, I have to say, I was a big fan of Brian Danielson oh, as a heel. Hangman Page, they were both great. This was the best stuff I see in a long time from Hangman, too. Like, Hangman, he had that little comment where he said, well, I did beat Kenny Omega, and it didn't take me 30 minutes to do it. And then Danielson, so smart. He knows how to piss off this crowd. He makes a comment, just referencing WrestleMania, talks about after I won the title at WrestleMania. As soon as they hear WrestleMania, they're booing. And he's talking about, he's like, I defended the belt next day. AJ loves this for triple reasons. He likes when we acknowledge our past. It's not that our, you know, our history is all buried and stuff like that. Danielson acknowledges it. He puts it over. He pisses off this crowd. And then you can see he's just enjoying it. And, and he basically says, oh, yeah, Virginia Bulls booze hard work. And, and what he also did was he went back towards his original American Dragon. For those of you who remember him in Ring of Honor the first time, it was all about I'm better than you. This is why I'm better than I'm you. Kick your head in. And that's why he dropped that line in. Hey, I was on the biggest pay-per-view in the world, right. WrestleMania. And I won, and after I won, by I defended the way, it. I wrestled on Raw the next night. I worked hard, yeah. So I thought he was great. He had the line about, I mean, they beat up Evil Uno, and then he had the line about Omega. Oh, he beat the shit out of Evil Uno. Yeah, and then now he calls out Colt Cabana. And, and you talk about somebody who's going to get a reaction beating up Colt Cabana in Chicago. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like AEW, too, unlike WWE, normally puts the hometown guys over and does that. That's not going to happen here. Like, Cole Cabana's going to get an ass whipping. That's what should happen. And it's going to be a nice road leading up to this Brian Danielson Hangman Page match. And not only that, but they delivered, not only that, but AEW also delivered on wrestling through the night. Yeah. So, so it was a very enjoyable show. I thought they did an excellent job. I'd like to see Danielson uh, homicide. I was saying this before. I don't know if it was a prior show, but a perfect world for me. You, obviously, you have to push Hangman. He's the new guy. But if Danielson won this title and this set up Brian Danielson versus Okada, title versus title, somewhere down the line, even on a special TV uh, you know, show, like one of those TV things, and they ended up going like an hour draw, 
I'd be huge. Well, it also into helps that. that they've made Orange Cassidy and those guys part of Okada's group there. So right. now they've opened the door for it. Absolutely, with Ishii. Big fan of all that stuff. So, yeah, that, that should tell you about the Survivor Series preview. We probably had more fun talking about AEW and MLW and Impact. I won't, and, I and we're not hating. It's just like, like man, I can't wait till the Royal Rumble comes around. That should be fun. But And, and I was going to say, Sunday night, me and somebody are going to do a broadcast right after. It's most likely going to be Producer Joe. We're going to do a broadcast right after Survivor Series, talking about Survivor Series. And if we've got to eat crow, and if it's a much better show than we think it's going to be... I hope it is. Absolutely, I'll be willing to admit that. We'll see, Randy. I mean, ratings are a funny thing. I think more people will start watching AEW when they get on TBS, because I know their broadcasts are kind of like hanging out at different times now because of the West Coast thing and everything like that. But they're still doing solid numbers, so we'll see. Yeah, Survivor Series, guys, this Sunday. Check it out. We'll do a review and, you know... Hope for uh, it'll be a better show than we think it's going to be. But until then, this is the man called Dave. That's AJ Spruinsbrew, Working Fans Podcast. We're out. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week.